0: Hello, welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I am Sabria. And thank you all for tuning in to another fun episode of Black Girl Brunch. Yeah. Did y'all miss us? What'd you say? Oh, did I you say, said, Oh, yeah. Did y'all Yeah, miss sorry, it. y'all. So sorry. Last week was uh just, it was bad. It was a bad joint. Like, I was, exhaustion. Yeah, my sis was down. It, exhaustion kicks in. And when it do, you really don't have any other choice but to sit your ass down. And trust and believe, I felt so guilty about missing. Sabria literally had to talk me into like just sitting down. Mm -hmm. And I still woke up feeling bad about it. But I am happy that I prioritized my sleep and my rest. And we are back this week. And we'll talk a little bit more about rest and prioritizing our rest uh later on Mm -hmm. in the show yes
1: how are you I am doing the best
0: that I can (laughs) what did Anita Baker say I'm giving you the
1: best that I got (laughs) exactly that's exactly how I feel but you know we ball her
0: um yeah same I'm just gonna leave it right there uh still tired actually but Honestly, I can operate tired. I can't operate exhausted. Exactly. <laughs> That's the difference. Like, ooh, baby. I'm literally sipping on some coffee right now. But things have been dope. And, yeah, just going to hope that things become doper in a non-ironic way. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, ooh, actually dope. Like actual dopeness. Yeah. So, yeah. But let's get into this phase for because we got so much to cover this week. Let's start with um, our just wishing all our mothers out here who are listening we know we got some mommies a happy belated mothers day um we just celebrated mothers day a few days ago so we decided to make our fave for the four funniest tv moms yes. um we love a funny mother yes we do cuz our moms are funny hilarious both our moms are hilarious
1: so me first come go um, man. <laughs> so on my list, no particular order, um, I'm gonna say Linda Belcher from Bob's Burger. Um, she is hilarious. Um, I feel like that is um, probably gonna be me as a mom. Um, I just love how kooky wacky she is. She loves holidays. She's hilarious. Um, <laughs> she annoys her husband constantly, like She's a girl, you know? I love it. The number one person that was on my list. Really? Yes. <laughs> she is so
0: funny. She's so she is, funny. she's so down. She's so down. She like is. It was this episode recently where they kidnapped a the food critic. Because he raided Bob's food bed. Oh, yes. I remember that episode. <laughs> she walked in on it. And she was just down. <laughs> she was just down for the kidnapping. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Because that's it's on Disney Plus, right? Bob's Burgers. Well, we I was watching it over the weekend in D.C. Like, just getting ready. And I was getting so distracted by, like, how funny people were. Because they went, and the family kept walking in one by one to see that Bob had kidnapped somebody. What's the youngest one's name? Louise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Louise was a like, hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a funny-ass show. That show is so funny. Funny as hell. I'm sorry, Iman, but the second one, she probably on your list, too. <laughs> Let me see. I'm so sorry. All right, I'm right. All right. I'm not going to say- <laughs> No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to switch know. it. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say- um, Peg Bundy, everybody knows that I love Peg Bundy. <laughs> Married with children, um, <laughs> she is just very like everything that a woman should not be. And honestly, that's one of my favorite qualities that a woman. <laughs> um, she does not cook. She doesn't clean. She sits around a house. Just looks fabulous. It smokes all day. <laughs> spends money. It just spends all the money. <laughs> just
0: adds to her husband's stress. In <laughs> like she do nothing around the house. <laughs>
1: nothing at all and she loves tv and i feel like when i was a kid i loved that about her like she just she unapologetically loves tv um so yeah i just (laughs) so yeah that's another tv mom that i just think is so hilarious and like iconic um the next one is lois from my middle Yes, I knew you was going to pick her. Um, <laughs> like, if you know anything about me, like, and I'm dead serious when I say this, that I think Malcolm Middle is a perfect show, and I say this because I recently rewatched the every episode, like from start to finish. I recently rewatched it last year, and it still holds up. It is one show that literally, like, even like it don't have like big like you know how like you know i look back and watch ace ventura and like didn't realize the whole plot of that movie was transphobic didn't know that but michael in the middle it's not like literally like it has like if it has something problematic it's not it's not big and it's very like That's innocent kinda, kinda And funny yeah and it's, <laughs> it's fun- problematic it's and kinda yeah, funny it's fun- yeah it's very funny and it's not like it's like, it's such a good show. And like I said, it holds up. And like the writing is just like, I can go on and on about this show. And it's like, a realistic take on
0: motherhood. Is, she don't re- play with them damn kids. Exactly. She don't play with them.
1: Exactly. And that's what I loved about her. And like, I thought was so funny is because like, she really did not play with her kids. She like was real when it was getting on her nerves. And like, I just can't take it. Like, you know, she was like upfront about that. Also, like she was somebody that was not working the best job, but she still was like, you know, I'm still going to put, and the work and also like when Malcolm got accepted to um Harvard, um, she was like, Yeah, you're gonna go. Um, you know, you might have to work and something like that, but you're gonna go and I'm not like really complaining with you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you are gonna be something in this family. Like we are all tucked up here, but you wanna you, you wanna do something. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> Think about doing <laughs>
1: My favorite—that's honestly runner. That's one of my favorite characters, like it's in TV like them ever. Cat, them
0: cat ear in his ear. Lost
1: it. is funny as hell. So funny, but yeah, she is like—I feel like such a perfect representation of like a mom. I think um, like we no moms like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the last one is Rochelle from Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> she was funny as hell. So funny, so re- like relatable. Like I feel like that was definitely a real, le- like obviously it was like um drama, like. It was exaggerated, but it was like such an example of like I feel like from a kid like I feel like that's how kids when their moms act that way. That it was like I feel like it was she was written from a child like lens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um so she was definitely like hilarious, like definitely iconic, like you know, everybody know about the chocolate turtles, like she ain't playing yes. with <laughs> And every like, and like I my mom is like that. Like she had something that like she had her one thing and she like, Oh, I don't play you could eat this, you could eat that, but do not Don't touch, touch that. Yeah. Exactly. You know- so I just loved seeing it like, you know, on TV and she was again like that hilarious.
0: Also, I feel like what I liked about Rochelle and what I feel like how she is very similar to my mom and your mom is that like a lot of black moms, they be having their own identity. They not going, they put boundaries <laughs> up for real with letting their kids get like too close to certain things. Exactly. Like, they be like, I'm going to go to the hair salon and I'm not going to change certain behaviors just because you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what Rochelle did. She like, what the rules, some rules still gonna stay the same. And y'all gonna work around my house. (laughs) Like I'm not working around y'all. And I'm like, that's how my mom was. She not changing everything about her life just because she got it.
1: That's exactly how my mom was. That's why like sometimes I look at some people and they like, but I'm so so I'm doing this and the 3rd Like I'm just like my mom was not like No, my mom ain't
0: care about all my mom ain't child proof the house. You watch that table. Don't hit your head on it. That's just it.
1: Exactly. That's literally. (laughs) yeah my mom was and like if i like i remember like i used to want to always touch fire and like again not child proof enough my mom like i'm gonna put your hand to this this burner See how you like it. You keep yeah. on. And you know what? I didn't like it. Um, so I stopped <laughs> I stopped playing with the knobs in the kitchen. She didn't be like she again, she didn't try to trial proof and stuff like that. She like, you won't stop playing no with the knobs. No gates,
0: nothing. No no <laughs> child gates. Like kids just walk through room, through whatever room they wanted. <laughs> nothing to, nothing near the steps. My mom, but like, you flip down them steps if you want to. I'm not spending the night at the children's hospital.
1: Yep, that's exactly how my mom was. <laughs> and like how like she would go out with her friends and like just be out. The i was always done. I would be sleeping in a car, or like I would be like sleep on like their friends. Cause she was not going to stop. Kiki and were her friends. When she had a kid. I would. They yeah. had kids too. So like I would sleep. Y'all go I, to sleep we, in that room together. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, go sleep on the couch together, but I'm not ready to go home. Exactly. And waking up, like, wake me up when she's ready to go. But, like, she never changed <laughs> that. No. You know what used to be embarrassing? When I used to complain that my mom used to look at me and go, hey.
1: <laughs> when she did that, I was like, that's.
0: Means
1: no. <laughs> I never said nothing because like I was having fun too, and like no. I was a kid, that I never wanted to stop the fun. So I was just having, I was having so much fun, um, and I would end up going to sleep in a car because like when I got sleepy, I wanted everything to end. You and still if like don't change,
0: yeah.
1: things will change. <laughs> but, no, I
0: love Rochelle for that
1: reason. Yeah, same. It that's just so funny because it's just like that's so unapologetic, like me and a mom. It's like you know, I'm not gonna. I'm still me at the end of the day. I just had kids. (laughs) Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. That was your four?
0: Yeah, that's my four. What the hell? Each time, I'm always waiting for another option. I don't know why. i am getting too into it. All right. (laughs) So, number one for me is Jay from My Wife and Kids. I I thought she was so... Freaking funny. Her and Michael together. They was very funny. They were so... I feel like when we talk about TV couple or couple goals, like, it's always Jay and Michael for me because their love wasn't rocky. It was just very solid and very funny, and they always had each other's back, and they both, like, were successful. Like, money just wasn't a problem during that show, but my favorite thing is how Jay used to be dancing and, like, getting real animated because, like, Tisha Campbell is hilarious she's hilarious she's funny on purpose unintentionally and unintentionally (laughs) like her and um tashina arnold's recently hosted the soul train awards and that shit was so funny they were so animated i'm like yo this me and syria this is really us but i never forget the episode where jay went to the prom because she never went to prom before Mm -hmm. and she started dancing and they had like a stunt devil or whatever pretending to be her it was crazy And but then it was like it would like zoom in and would actually be her, and then she start tearing it up too. I'm like, no, this is. I had me and my little brother Padrew winding back like three or four times. We were so sick laughing; it was so funny. Um, second, Lisa from Sister Sister.
1: I yes, she's hilarious.
0: Lisa, Lisa is one of those women who are always on a diet. (laughs) Yeah. I love a woman always on a diet, but also always eating. It's like, which is it? Like, which is it? Hair always done. Red nails always on. Always dating. I feel like that's another reason why I wasn't afraid to get older because the type of women, first of all, my mom always been uh, joined, but the type of women that have I've watched, they seem to always have, like, love lives, no matter what age Mm -hmm. they were at. They always seem to be, like, starting a business or going to school, no matter what age they were. Um, But like you were saying earlier, a lot of Black TV moms tend to be very serious. Um, But Lisa had the range to be hilarious, but also very serious. And I thought that she was just a good example of what a a, a mother is to her daughters. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, a friend, but also, like, Somebody that's going to guide and be wise and all those things, mm-hmm. so
1: I love that. Uh, next is Sophia from the Golden Girls, yes. Uh, oh my god, I keep on forgetting that that was her and her mom. The because they just she was, was the so fourth Golden Girls. When Dorothy used to be threatening to put her,
0: what's it called, Shady Maple on um, nursing <laughs> home, every time she did something wrong, she would just be quiet. <laughs> it was an episode where they was dog sitting and she lost the dog so then she went to the dog store to get like another one it was she was always up to some shenanigans she would get married without permission but oh my god i know it's supposed to be funny but i always get emotional during the last episode or when dorothy got married and like so Sophia was like getting like wiped a tear from her eye and i was like okay I'm about to lose it. (laughs) Not Sophia crying. Why would y'all do something like that? Like when the funny, spunky, older woman sheds a tear, Mm -hmm. I lose it. Because I'm like, she's always bulletproof. And now look at her. But yeah, Sophia definitely held it down, (laughs) was always hilarious. And then finally, Marie from Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Oh, yeah. She She was so shady. (laughs) She was so (laughs) shady. She hated Deborah, (laughs) but loved her boys. Like, she did not play about Ray and Robert. Like, she did not play about them. And her and Frank together was even hilarious. Like, Frank hated her. (laughs) He really (laughs) hurt so much. (laughs) She just was always hilarious. Um, and I remember, like, that's something we both said. We we both loved. We were, like, 15, but we loved Everybody Loves Rainbow. Yeah, I
1: was like, yo, you love that show, too? I'm so surprised. Ima, I thought she was going to say Nikki Parker. That's who I was like, I'm not going to say it. What the it. fuck?
0: I don't know why I didn't think about that. I, was, I guess because her and Kim just seem so much like friends sometimes. But yeah, yes, my mom. Nikki Parker. <laughs> Nikki Parker. I was going to say her
1: instead of Peg Bundy, but I was like, no, I feel like Iman going to say her. No, I didn't think about it, but I will tell you right now.
0: Like I tell everybody, the Parkers is one of the funniest <laughs> television shows to ever aired. That show is funny as hell. Professor Ogilvy, hands down, one of the funniest <laughs> characters ever written on television. He said, get away from me, you moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, so funny. But Nikki sometimes would be taking it too far. Like, why no. it as an older? I'm like, all right, she definitely deserved some of the stuff that he was saying. The internet would have tore Nikki
0: up, like, <laughs> if that show came out in 2022. Like, the time when he went to get a surgery, and, like, she, she like, made herself out to be, like, a doctor. Yeah. Came in a room, was looking at him neck. <laughs> She was under the looking under the blanket. She would be in his house making keys, putting his putting
1: her hands on his dates, like just insane coming into his place,
0: being in there already. Like that <laughs> was wild to me. But the thing is, the professor Ogilvy kept coming around. Like, why was he at Thanksgiving? Why, like why he liked he, it. He, he liked, liked it. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, why was he at the Thanksgiving? Also, like. He was, I didn't realize, like, he was a professor at a community college. And he was, like, well, hanging out trying to... with the students.
0: <laughs> he always was trying to act like he's better than somebody. Yeah. I'm like, come on, now. And I'm like, Stop.
1: nigga, you a professor at a community college.
0: <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. But um, I just will say that Nikki definitely is one of the best TV moms. Yeah. Hilarious. All right let's get into toast for us this this week we are toasting to taraji p henson Mm -hmm. always honestly standing up and doing what's right i feel like she's one of those people where every time something happens like every time uh you know there someone needs to like say something she'll she'll like stand up like she recently started a nonprofit for men for black men with mental health issues oh, all yeah. because of her her father um she goes really really hard for like black lives matter moments every time she's not one of those people who stays silent and recently because of all this complete nonsense going on with roe v wade and us wondering if you know the thing that protects women and our reproductive reproductive rights and our choices if that's going to be overturned mm-hmm. uh she teamed up with Planet Fit um, Planet Fitness oh my god planned y'all <laughs> <Parental.
1: laughs>
0: <sighs> I told y'all I was tired
1: <laughs> period you
0: <laughs> know what? Planned parenthood. And she said in a video, if you're anything like me, you don't want politicians all up in your uterus deciding what you can and cannot do with our bodies and making decisions about our families for us. She said, let's say you know someone who doesn't see this as a fundamental right, someone who's not sure how they feel about abortion. Just hit them with some facts. Like 80% of people want abortions to be safe and to be legal. So why does a small group of loud, judgy people get to decide what we do with our damn bodies? Mm -hmm. And that's facts. So." I just always appreciate her for stepping up and for honestly being one of the
1: hardest working women in Hollywood. Yes. I feel like she don't get enough, like, you know, credit. And also like, I just love that. She's very like, she is somebody that I'm like, this is a, like one of my mom's friends or like mm-hmm. my auntie, like that I've known growing up. And that's so, I feel like that's so important to see, but excuse me. Cause it's just so many, like, um, like just because, you know, somebody is a black woman. Don't mean that, you know, you can relate to them or feel like, oh, and that's not a bad thing because nope. again, we're not like a monolith. Everybody is different, but mm-hmm. it's so nice to see somebody like her thriving.
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like she shows a lot of love to the young girls. Like, yeah, I know she just yeah, she does something with Megan The Stallion, yeah. and yep. she shows a lot. A lot of the older people, they kind of just go tucked away and they don't really feel like they want to engage with people mm-hmm. but I really like that she was like having conversations with like Megan and she's always like showing love and um, I was I'm, I've been listening to her audio book and she's just been talking about how like People offered her so little to do roles, like the roles she got for. Like she thought everything was gonna change for her after. I think she won an Oscar for Benjamin Button, and then things didn't. Mm. And so she she has gone through a lot. Never forget, she moved across the country in her twenties with a baby. She was in an abusive relationship. She just simply did not have it easy. But that she seems to be one of them women like with something that's like inside of her burning. And I just always appreciate that. And wanna. We wanted to take a moment to like celebrate her. Exactly. All right. So let's get into this tea time. All right. Um, So Gunna and Young Thug apparently have been arrested with 26 other people. There was an 88-page indictment filed Monday in Georgia's Fulton County um, Court. And they pretty much listed a bunch of the quotes from lyrics and multiple videos. Wasn't it 56 and, charges? Huh?
1: Wasn't it 56 charges? Like, first of all, I, just I didn't,
0: have, I didn't I don't even know the, the number long. of
1: charges. I didn't even know that you could get written up with that many charges. Um, I don't, yeah, I can't say the amount of charges,
0: but they said that they were being like, arrested under the, 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 for racketeering under the RICO. It says both are charged with conspiracy to violate the RICO Act. So they're pretty much saying that they founded, co-founded a violent street gang that committed multiple murders, shootings, and carjackings over a roughly a decade and promoted its activities and songs and on social media. Um, and the RICO Act started in like the 70s to take down the mob. So it's one of those things where if you yourself, if they can't find the like one head, they'll take down the whole gang. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't really know how I feel about this, if we're being honest, because my thing is like this. If y'all really were out here murdering and shooting and carjacking, then you should be in jail. And I know people say that, you know, I know people are probably like what? But yeah, like cuz at the end of the day like do we do we want that in our community? But but with that being said, you can't believe the reports all the time because sometimes people just want to pin things on rappers mm-hmm. and they can use their music, which could easily be considered just like, oh, this is no different from a violent Marvel movie. This is no different from a, a violent film. It's art. It's, it's something I'm created. I'm telling a story. But oftentimes they use the lyrics and they try to create things. So you don't know
1: if what they're alleging is actually the truth. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think like in my mind, I'm like, when do these niggas had a time to shoot people? Also like if I got shot by young thug, I'm going to say, Oh my God. Young thug shot me. Like, <laughs> like I don't get it. Like, or, like, like, I don't know everybody that's in YSL, but, like, I feel like if you on that level, like, if you really a street, like, you know a nigga that's YSL. Um, but I just don't, I mean, again, but then the street has the code of, like, you know, no snitch, no snitching stuff. But I... But I don't think it's Young Thug himself pulling
0: the triggers, with yeah, the and that's the, why they get, had this do the YSL RICO Act. Yeah. They're saying that he's funding it, and yeah. they're, like, he's pouring money into it therefore guilty by association um and they're saying that like he he used money to rent cars to kill people and it's all to strengthen like their territory so what i will say is that i don't know if it's the truth like i feel like if i wanted to go with what my gut said it would say that i don't think young Thug would do something like that in Gunna because they do they are like, why make money on the streets where you can make moves? Like, you're, the money on the streets ain't touching the money you make it from actually being a performer. Exactly. You know? But I also feel like a lot of people with all they know is the streets, they be married to the streets. Like, think about Gucci Mane and Jeezy. I know they were, like, a different caliber of success, but they still was, like, doing that street sh- A lot of people be married. They can't get their identity out of the streets
1: because that's where a lot of people get their respect. Also, like, if we gonna go there, then the police sh- officers should arrest themselves. Like, it's just like, we the all government, know that, but come it, on it's now. just so wild to me. Like, it is so, like, how they zero in on the rap community is just so wild. Because, like, earlier I was um telling Iman that, like, it's a bunch of like rock groups that I listened to when I was in middle school or in high school that like literally the past, like I would probably say like four, six years um, that I haven't personally found just finding out that they have done like horrendous stuff, like sex crimes, like domestic stuff, um, obviously things with drugs and things like that. And I had no clue. And it's like, nobody zero ends on communities like that i mean i know in the 80s like the like people were like oh the devil rock whatever like but they didn't they were more zero in on it because they were be like oh my kids are acting crazy it wasn't like oh mm-hmm. crimes they're corrupting know. my children yeah exactly it wasn't like oh crimes are being committed or whatever so like that's just so wild to me because like I, the fact that I'm hearing about this as soon as it happens, like, you know, with the young fuck, the Rico charges, things like that, but it's like, there's groups that I have, like, I'm like, oh, like, I'll post this on from like, when I was younger, and somebody will message me like, hey, like, you know that this, like, I'm like, what the fuck? No, I didn't know that. And it's like, again, everything is nobody gets on them about that pedophilia stuff no and like when again everything is like sorry not to obviously like you know i'm not saying that like black people are the center of the universe but like everything is anti-black like when you go like when you really get into it like almost everything is anti-black and that is super anti-black to like zero in on like lyrics and like instagram posts of people when it's like so many. I'm like, if you want to do that for this music genre, then you should do it for all of them. Like, for real. Yeah. Because a of lot course, of it of is all rooted, exactly. like you
0: said, in anti blackness. Exactly. It is. And that's why it's just like, I do find this like thing, though, like where I always want to think about if a person was actually doing this because, you know, right now in Philly, I, y'all probably heard me talk about it once or twice. Things are so hot in this city mm-hmm. right now. And it's a lot of people where I am i don't give a damn if you black, if you white. You're killing children. They killing children. They killing pregnant women. It's a lot of things going on where I'm just like, if this is your community don't why you perpetuating street violence for your own power yeah i will not be advocating for that because that not only impacts just like other people in our community that impacts me and you so i'm just like if y'all were genuinely using your power your money and your influence to cause fucking chaos then it's just like i don't got nothing for you because as a black person why would you do that and then i'm trying to think like and y'all can like hit me up. I don't remember Young Thug's voice when things happen in the community. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember him being super loud about it. So it makes me wonder like, hmm, like, are you for the culture or are you for yourself and the power and just kind of keeping influence? But again, on the other hand, if this man was like, they kind of did the same thing to Will Smith at one point. Like I was reading through his uh, book in his book that back in the day when he was younger, right, rapping and he would have like, you know, house parties and stuff and he was getting popping in their neighborhood. It's like, they had, the junior black mafia was popping back in Philly. Mm -hmm. So, the junior black mafia was kind of like yes, they were killers, but they were also like Philly celebrities, yeah. and they would be partying with Will Smith, and he would be like, honestly, when you party with people like that, it's like one, they were cool too; they kind of offered you protection, mm-hmm. so it was like you had no other choice but to party with them. But it only made you like a safer person, like by because by being associated with them. Yeah. and we all know that roughnecks. If you associate with some rough people, like now you feel like all right, cool, like. I'm protected. Mm -hmm. So when his career started flopping, everybody started zeroing in on him. And then when they took down the junior Black Mafia, they then started looking at Will Smith to see if he was gang affiliated when all he ever did was party with him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that happens sometimes where if you was partying with the nigga uh, that was was racketeering, now you are associated with them just because you're a bigger name and it feels like a bigger takedown for the cops. So I think as the, we just gotta wait to see how things progress, but I, I really do hope that they were weren't part of it, and that they that this don't become no Bobby Schmurder Reloaded, and <sighs> he, they spend like a lot of time in jail, especially Gunner, because he's so young, like he is so young, and he's really just getting started, and he's doing some really really cool things.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I just hope.
0: Uh, we'll see.
1: Fucking so suck.
0: Ooh, Please. um, that was heavy. I didn't <laughs> didn't think I had an opinion on Young Thug, uh, the Young Thug situation. Look at Um, speaking of opinions, uh, Kevin Samuels died. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was a lie at first. Me too, I, like, I really yeah, did. remember we both was like, I don't think
1: it's true. i like, it's a stunt. W- this is no way he could die. Because, like. Looking like, you know, coming from, like, a biased perspective, he looked like a healthy man. Like, he I disagree. L- <laughs> I disagree. I don't think he looked healthy. <laughs> Stereotypically. Like, that's... No. That's... That's... I guess that's me being, like... Just being, What's like... those
0: things... What's those things called where you, like... Remember they made one of Tupac? Like, they were, like, when... people people. Yeah, he looked like a hologram to me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what's those things called? But he always looked <laughs> like a hologram to me. I never felt like he was real the entire time.
1: Yeah, and also, like, as he passed, like, the videos coming out, him saying stuff, it became scary because, like, the one that tripped me out was him talking about how originally he wanted to how he was talking about women like that he wanted to do that for men but he said men don't listen like they don't want to take accountability they're not going to be um they're not going to they yeah they're not going to listen they're not going to take it in like you know they're not they, you know, because, like, if men, if you tell a man, like, oh, this is what, what you're doing, this is wrong, whatever, they are so, because the world is, like, you know, built around how, you know, cool men are, they're going to be like, huh, like, I'm right, I'm this and the third, like, it's no way, like, you know, but women are more susceptible willing to listen yeah willing to listen They're impressionable, yeah. and re- impressionable and be like oh maybe I do need to change that because like I've considered myself to be like you know a very confident woman but there are some times that I'm like I like will take accountability that maybe I shouldn't even take because mm-hmm. I'm like oh like this then the third like blah 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 like you know I need to do this better I need to do this blah 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 um so he switched it up And started doing it, and started being more hard on women, and to get more attention, and it worked. And it worked. It worked. Um, and that was just so like chilling to me, almost to like. (laughs) It was like it was chilling (laughs) to (laughs) watch. I don't know why that's funny. You saying that was chilling, <laughs> uh,
0: but no, that is chilling because it's like you really just coming at women's neck just because you knew it would be more successful and it worked. <laughs> it did. It worked. It was that's scary. The most
1: chilling part. That's the most. That's what I'm saying. That's the most chilling part because he like he knew he wanted to do something to be quote unquote successful. And he's like, I know exactly what I need to do. And, and he committed worked. to it. And it was like, almost like a social experiment. And then he died. And like, I feel like that's so like creepy. Cause like a part of me feels like he's here somewhere, but he'll come back as somebody else. Um. Also like, it was just astonishing to me. <laughs> These words. <laughs> Because I'm just flabbergasted. Um, it was astonishing <laughs> to me how uh, these weird niggas was coming out the woodworks. That literally, when I tell y'all, everybody that was like, and I'm sorry, me and I are two full believers of this. If you want to be respected when you pass, act right when you hear. When you alive. And it's true. And I feel like every religion besides Christianity believes it. Um, and it's true. Like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure if that's true, but I feel like I mean, no matter what, I just feel like that's true because, like, that's true for me. It, it, it don't matter it, it's, what it's other religion says. It, it, that, be honest. It's very true for me too. And, and because you like, don't become I, angelic just because you
0: leave here. You don't. No. Now, what I will say is, I personally am not a person who will make fun of someone for dying because I don't feel like I feel like death is one of those things where it's just like I'm gonna be quiet. Because we all can die at any moment. Yes. Like, it's like, we I mean, all can. Good people die before their time every single day. Death is not a punishment yes. for being bad. I mean, I wish it was, but it simply <laughs> isn't. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, but um, maybe next lifetime. But the thing is with, I don't say nothing about death. Like, I feel like I've always been taught that that was almost like cardinal sin. To like wish death or to be happy about death or something like that. So it's not that I'm ever happy (laughs) if someone dies as much as I'm indifferent about them dying. You know what I mean? Like that's unrealistic to expect people to care that other folks. First of all, when there are people dying every single day Mm -hmm. and I can't even be expected to feel bad for every human being that passes away every day. Mm Why on earth would I feel bad about somebody who disrespected black women as a living? Like why would I care?
1: Yeah, like you know? he literally flipped his career and said, I'm trying to make a bag, so let me bash these black bitches. But you and- know what's crazy to me? I'm sorry, go ahead. What was you saying? Oh no, that's what that's where I was I was done. Oh,
0: I'm, well, not to me, it's like, all right, yes, there are these men who are worshiping Kevin Samuels, and I don't feel like we, this is a space to even dedicate energy to them. Cause we all know, like, every time I looked at a picture of
1: them, I'm like, this why you don't get no bitches. They was arguing with bad bitches that whole day. I'm like, instead, you arguing over a man that's not even your father? Like, it was bad. It was nobody but bad bitches getting their jokes off. And I'm not and even being just, biased. And it's
0: just, it just was like, Y'all never going... It don't matter. Kevin Samuels was never going to help y'all find a woman. <laughs> he was going to make you feel like you was hurt and then you still go home. He was going to get no coochie. Like, that was the bottom <laughs> line. It's like, so if y'all... Like, that, that was, that's always it. So there's no point in wasting no time on you fucking lo- broke loser bitches who will never get women, okay? Because that's the difference between you and Kevin Samuel. He died with a bitch, okay? <laughs> he died with a woman. You a king, say the same. That's it. He wasn't what, married, but he definitely had a bitch. He, he died... <laughs> He died next to a woman. So it's just like, look. That, but what I will say is what really blows me, and I never say that, but what really blows me is the women who would constantly call in. And ask Amanda, <laughs> you? How, I, I'm not asking Kevin Samuels
1: Nothing. Yeah, I I'm would like, not ask him nothing. I would I not don't ask him. he paid them. But I don't know if it was like a setup, like type thing. Like like he's like, okay, you call in and we do this. Like if it was like that, or like, like a Mari a, situation. Yeah, like a part of me believes is that, and a part of me believe that because some, like again, the infamous. You know, one of my favorite tweets. I I do not support all women. Some of you bitches are very dumb. And, like, a part of me believes what Iman was just saying. That, like, that some will definitely call in and be, like, you know, like, they have a humiliation kink or something. But I really thought um, about
0: that. Like maybe some women are being paid. But I also have was looking on Twitter and I saw a lot of like women like y'all should not be wishing death on nobody. He wasn't that bad or I learned a lot from him. I learned accountability from him. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> okay? With my own two eyes. Also like I how he wishing death? It already happened. Like yeah like if not I didn't do anything. I was at home when he <laughs> passed away. Watching TV <laughs> with my mom. So it was like, I couldn't have done it. And I'm, but the thing is like, there really were people, women out here being like, he, he helped me a lot. It's like, any, all the people that were saying he helped. Sorry. <laughs> I am thinking about that one tweet when a guy said, Kevin Simmons helped me start dressing better. and He had this wrinkled <laughs> ass lin- linen blazer. And everybody <laughs> was like, really? How <laughs> you dressed like before? <laughs> That was the most iconic... He said, he helped me to start dressing better. And it's just like, I'm like, yo, we need to do better as a community. <laughs> like When I start saying that, understand, I really am speaking from my heart. Like we need to do better as a community because it's a deficit. Like, I think like, listen, millennials, Gen Z, if any baby boomers are listening, <laughs> parent your children, parent them Please, because they will be The lost. best you can. If you don't tell them what to do, Give them a framework for decision-making so that they don't have to depend on holograms and suits <laughs> giving them any advice about dressing. No grown man should have to tell another grown man how to dress. Or it just should not have Or how to love. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They said, teach me how to love.
1: Show me your way Like, to. that is so, like, it's so <laughs> okay to ask everybody. It's like, you know, like, my relationship, like, well, you know, like, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, me and my boyfriend don't agree on this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you are literally asking a how-to, how-to, yeah. like, interact with yeah. a human being. Like, or, and also, you're not even, like, you're not even sticking, you don't even know, like, you know, some things that I accept email don't accept but you are going to a man and being like should i accept this because he don't accept it you think you shouldn't accept it like that's weird to me yeah and it's just like i do feel
0: like there are um there are some times where you do need advice outside of your parents or outside of the people you know we all need that yeah but somebody teaching you how to dress
1: huh like but you didn't say now. like it was my style, I muse or something teaching you.
0: That's fucking sick. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know. The rumor has it. I don't know if this is true, but you sent it to me. Rumor has it that he actually passed away. Um, with less than one thousand dollars in his account. Yeah. And the family was thinking about starting a GoFundMe. Now, I honestly have a hard time believing that, but I also don't. I mean, it's not the most unbelievable thing in the world. I just feel like he just did a partnership
1: with Future, you know? Yeah. And that's... He just yeah he just did a promo with Future. Like, I don't know if he was, you know, buying stuff that quick. But, like, yeah, that's kind of... Or the check didn't clear yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... No, for real. But, media takeout
0: reported it though, so you take it with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, because that's very wild. If that's very true, and also like somebody is ashamed at my big age. I mean, I'm not. I won't say my big age because like the internet, the lies of the internet are getting more grandiose. So it's just like you have to be. I'm always learning, like every day, like Same. the extent of which people lie. Yeah, um, and, it's and the extent <laughs> of which debt is that is. No matter how much money you make, if you got more debt, then... Exactly. Because maybe he paid off debt with that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, again, like, it's not anybody's job to show their L's, like, you know, online or whatever like that. But it's just like, if you, if this man, like, was like, I'm going to, to make my career fruitful, I'm going to bash women, then, like, I, he could, what else he going to lie about, you know? So it's just yeah. like... That to me, that is very scary to be able to like, nobody believes their own lives like men do. And that really freaks me out because I like feel like, especially as a woman and as a black woman, I have like, I guess trained myself to be so self-aware, even so self-aware to the point where sometimes I don't, I get so super critical of myself where I don't even do what I want to do, um, which is not, there has to be a balance there, but some men are just not critical at all where they can just keep on being delusional um to a point where they become the delusion yeah um so like they really dream it and they yeah. become it um and that like to a point like that kind of scares me because it's like when those lies get uncovered when they don't be able when they're not able to become that delusion like Kevin angels did um Also, realizing he was 56, he was almost 60 years old, that makes things very, that makes things very, 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 like, I don't even know what to say. Like that one
0: tweet said, (laughs) um, sorry about y'all daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about y'all's daddy. And people were so mad about that one tweet. I'm sorry about y'all's daddy. (laughs) (laughs) She She said, sorry. She said, sorry. Um... All right. So let's get into this. I know love will make you do some crazy things, but goddamn. So all right. I don't even know where to start. There was a woman named Vicky White. She's a P.O. Alabama Alabama County Jail. Need I go need I say more? <laughs> this story takes place in Alabama. But uh Vicki was a P.O. and she was planning to retire. You know, she had a lot saved up and she met um, Casey White, who, by the way, was in jail for killing a woman um, who they say was patriotic, sweet and never forgot birthdays. Let's just put that out there. Mm. So Vicky decided to start an ongoing relationship with Casey and help him break loose from prison. And... The thing is, they actually kind of got away with it for a few days, but when um, they got when they got caught up, Vicky said, "Hell no!" and she offed herself. She killed herself, and they got into a car crash. But the thing is, inside of the car, there was cash, guns, and wigs, and apparently, the the guy Casey was fully intended on having a shootout with the cops. So. It was a 12-day manhunt. Casey, the original killer, is back in jail. And Vicky, the woman who was a PO, had a good job, almost retired. She was found shot in the head. Now, people don't actually know if she actually killed herself or if the guy killed her because at the end of the day... He was a murderer who had threatened so many people while he was even in prison. His ex-girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend's sister saying if he ever got out of prison, he was going to kill her. Can you imagine the fucking fright of those women? Like, imagine somebody killing you and you like, at least he in jail. And then he
1: get he escapes. That is so frightening. And also, like, I just want to know what happens to, because this happens to... uh <laughs> Yeah, Ruben <laughs> Wilson definitely going to buy Daryl, but, um, I want to know what happened and I'm speaking to the women. I'm speaking to the women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, speaking, I'm speaking to the ladies. I'm on, I'm on my Kevin Stevens right now. <laughs> what goes on? Because this happens a lot with women who are COs. What goes Oh, sorry. I said PO. I bet. In your mind. Oh, uh, that's, a, yeah, that's a parole officer. Uh, what? Go, oh, I know what you meant. Um. What goes on in their minds that they think that they will have a fruitful relationship with somebody that they, you know, had to police? One, two, also is very weird because, again, also, I mean, there's a power dynamic. But then it's crazy because it's a power, again, going back to men being a boy, it's a power dynamic because you, the CO, you, the CO, you tell this person what to do but yet they're telling you what to do oh it's that need for attention exactly and you had 90k like 90k saved up that was not allegedly song. allegedly yeah, that's what i have read like that's not your song allegedly you had 90k saved up in 2022 i feel like that's not that's a good that's something good to have saved up. And, and cash. And cash. And then that you is... get your little Social Security and you live in Alabama. Then you live in Alabama. <laughs> you're rich, okay, at this mm-hmm. point. You throw it all away for this man. And also he harmed, he's in jail because he, he killed his, not killed, he killed a woman. Yeah, he killed he a killed, woman. Killed, yeah, he's, yeah. In jail, he's in jail for capital murder. He's in jail for capital <laughs> murder. Killed a woman. What makes you think anything is going to be fruitful? one two do you even care like are you just like you just the thing is when i have a moment sometimes i cry you know Mm -hmm. um, that's me having a moment or i might you know unfortunately take a attitude i'll get an attitude with somebody close to me talking some people have moments and they do shit like this yeah and i just don't no matter how much true calm and stuff like I've watched because I've seen the reason why I'm saying this is because I've seen other true crime stories where this yep. has been the 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 storyline. And yep. I just don't understand it. Like what do you gain from this? Like what why like and that's why, like, you know, not to get, you know, not to get too spiritual, but, like, this is, and I said this earlier to Iman, this is why I always literally pray to protect my mind. Because mm-hmm. that is just, like, you're, it's just not, it don't, I just don't understand. I really don't.
0: No, that's so, that's such facts. Um, And I think that, like, I don't know if you've ever seen,
1: have you watched Clickbait yet? I haven't watched it yet. I think I okay. start. No, sorry, it was a, a cat's thing. No, I didn't start watching that clickbait. That's a documentary. Okay. Is it a documentary? It's not a documentary. It's a it's a series. It was really good. But what I will say is I'm so
0: happy that people are starting to catch and catch on to this certain type of woman who is very lonely. Yeah. You know, who's just very lonely. And who doesn't look as, doesn't look harmful because this woman has been harmful for so long. Yeah. This woman has been so harmful because of the invisibility that comes with being a certain type of woman that comes from being this, just normal like people who look like oh just a normal woman you know they can often feel an invisible and the, when people feel invisible somebody who's narcissistic and manipulative will be like who feels like nobody and how can I now give them the attention that they've never received from anybody probably not their mom probably not their dad probably not at school probably not here at work nobody gives a shit about this person so, so. how can I make them feel like the most special person in the world to get exactly?" Exactly what I want. And that's when you got to do what Sabria said. You need to pray for your mind. <laughs> you and I do. guess like, I think some people will never know what that feels like. And I guess that's a blessing. Like, I don't think me and you could ever know what that feels like to be honest, because we've always been rambunctious and loud in, in, in ways to the point where it's like people know we come in and they know we have something to say, whether they mm-hmm. agree with it or not. But one thing's for sure, can't call us invisible. Mm-hmm. But there is this sense of invisibility. And I feel for people in one way like that, but that don't mean you get to not be accountable for your actions. Yeah, because like, I feel up.
1: sorry. Exactly. Like I feel sorry For her and and because I know it is hard for women, especially like if you're not like, you know, quote unquote, conventionally attractive, like things like that. But at the same token, you was rocking out with a man who murdered a woman. And who's to say, because you obviously your mind is not strong. Who's to say you wouldn't have assisted him in killing another woman? Yes,
0: and killing, because that has also happened, like... For my man. Never forget that one um guy who got out of jail, and he was unhappy, and his woman went and kidnapped, helped him kidnap that girl, and they lived in a tent. He had, like, children with What was her name? I think it was J.D. Wright or something. I forget, but he, he, he was uh, a
1: creep. That was that Elizabeth... Was that what happened with Elizabeth? No, it was oh, Elizabeth
0: did. Smart. Maybe his woman helped him, too, but... Damn, what's her name? I think it's J, J.D. Wright or something like that. But he, they had, he had her living in a tent. Then he, this is so sick. Trigger warning. He fathered two children with her, and guess what? Got guess who cracked the case? He had these kids and the girl that he abducted, now I'm a grown woman, on uh TV. I mean, on a college campus trying to like promote some religion he was uh, getting into. It was two women. I believe it was like one of them was a black woman. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. They just was looking at them. It was like, something don't seem right. Something don't seem right. And simply off of a hunch, they fucking cracked the case. And her mom had given up on her. Turns out she was being held captive in a tent and a, P, a po was coming to check on this guy. Whole time he had a, a capture in in the in the backyard. So the thing is, these women. That's why I don't like when people are desperate. I'm mm-hmm. be honest with you. That's why I really hate desperate as women. Yep. Because I feel like you'll Speak do anything. You'll throw another woman under the bus. All throw some dick and realize your power realize your power out here you don't have women we don't have to do this exactly we don't have to do this we run shit Mm -hmm. just gotta you gotta know it first you have to know it first we are the creators and listen this is going for all women All right. this is really one for all women Mm -hmm. know your power out here exactly know what you control out here you don't have to if you don't know your power best believe somebody gonna bend it and they gonna have you doing all types of crazy shit that they could not do for themselves Mm -hmm. if they didn't have you so it's just like i hate desperate women for this reason they're very dangerous Mm -hmm. and it's not just a pride thing it's a safety thing they will put themselves and other people in danger just to have some damn companionship
1: stand up exactly because out of all the criminals in there that's the one that you linked with the one who (laughs) yeah not the thief yeah not the thief you know maybe somebody (laughs) who did a little arson you know yeah um you know, maybe somebody selling a little weed. You wanted, you will fail for the man who killed, who's in there for cap and killed, not just killing anybody. He killed a woman. So, yeah, it like that, like, you know, it's when people get, you can't trust when people are too desperate because they will do anything. anything. Like, that's what def- being desperate is. Like, you will do anything. And that is definitely a safety risk. Yeah. For everybody. For sure. Yeah, so again, I feel like if people will start thinking of things like that, then they'll stop, start, stop feeling so sorry and stop writing damn think pieces on like you know how it's hard to be a woman and stuff like that. Like, yes, I know it is very hard and stuff like that, but you have to think that these, you have to sometimes look at some people as a flight risk, and they. <laughs> <laughs> And they are like y'all can go and write y'all think pieces and think everybody is made out of marshmallows and butterflies. But sometimes the sometimes people are under the the <laughs> the guise of like they are like they got it's something under there and it's not yes. it's not good. She got it's she, a surprise. She said, you want her open? last
0: day work. She got her man, and she hit the fucking rope. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and she busted him out of prison. Right? She busted, she broke. She broke so many protocols. Exactly. She because he was supposed to go somewhere, and it's always supposed to be at least two officers. She said, "Yeah, I'm um, fuck that. I'm gonna take him by myself." And everybody started being like, "Yo, she's not answering the phone." She said she had an appointment and they were Oh, this bitch broke loose with with a capture with a capital murderer. Again, you couldn't you couldn't break loose the man with the DUI. <laughs> you had to break um I don't if I find out that you are a murderer, don't even play with me like that.
1: Yeah. Don't play with me like that. Yeah, I don't even be one of those niggas if they don't like, you know, take care of the kids. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you if you are harmful to other people, I'm
0: supposed to believe that you don't have it in you to get mad <laughs> and kill me. Like but then again, this also speaks to the fact it's like what's the vetting system when you just bring people in to be like CEOs? Like I will say in Philly it's a like in certain areas, I feel like it's real hard to become a CEO. <laughs> like I know I know some CEOs and they are some of the like really smart like strict people. So it's just weird to to think about like somebody, but it happens all the time. It happens all the time. They're so super impressionable with with men and women. And I'm quite sure I don't even want to know what happened in women's prisons. I do not want to know what happens. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Well, I mean, and the weirdest thing about it is now she did, and he gonna go back to jail uh, to live out his life. All right, so let's move on into the sunken place. Uh, I just, we, we don't get it. Why is it that there's always this like racist backlash every time like a character a character in a film or a show doesn't look like what, what people thought they were going to look like? It happened with Hunger Games when Amandla mm-hmm. took on the role of Rue. Although if you read the damn book, the way they describe Root, it's not hard to believe that she's a black girl and that everybody from that district is black, you know? And the author said, it's okay. Like, yes, this is what who I intended
1: Root to look like. So And they
0: did it last year with
1: Holly. Holly, yep. Playing Ariel. They're talking about something she's supposed... That don't make sense because Ariel is supposed to be Dutch. Who gives a fuck? First of Let's all, start Ariel is a damn man mermaid
0: and let's start there. Second, when Brandy was Cinderella, it was a classic. It performed so well. Exactly. So they Child, know they if social doing.
1: media was around that time, I don't know what that would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> they would have <laughs> been, like, who? And also, like, I don't, because I know, also, Kiki Palmer played Cinderella on Broadway, but I don't remember, like, I just remember people being happy about it, but that's when I was, I didn't, maybe people were upset about that. I don't know. I've Honestly, I am really don't know. Either. Pretty sure people probably were upset about it. So we, because that's just how they are. And like, this is like this is her full all around. And like, the little girl has such a. She's a Oh, we didn't t- talk about what it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Percy Jackson.
0: Yeah. So with Percy Jackson, um, the author Rick Riordan is defending the casting of Leah Jeffries as Annabeth Chase in Disney Plus's upcoming series adaptation. So a black little girl was cast as a character that people assumed would be um, non-black and people are going crazy about it. So um, Brick himself had to jump in to defend her by saying that Leah brings so much energy and enthusiasm to this role, so much of Annabelle's strength. She will be a role model for a new generation of girls who will see in her the kind of hero they want to be. Bullying and harassing a child online is inexcusable, inexcusably wrong. As strong as Leah is, as much as we have discussed the potential for this kind of reaction, the negative comments she has received online are out of line. They need to stop now. Period. You are judging her appropriateness for their role solely and exclusively on how she looks. She's a Black girl playing someone who was described in the book as white. Friends, that is racism. Anyone could be a hero. If you don't get that, if you're still upset about the casting of this marvelous trio, then it doesn't matter how many times you have read the book. You didn't learn anything from them. Mm.
1: <laughs> <ate> them all. <laughs> I'm about to fuck right, Rick.
0: <laughs> Rick said, "Bitches," and that's on par. <laughs> he
1: cleared them. <laughs> he really cleared <laughs> them, nerdy bitches. He said, "Y'all ain't learned shit." <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Woo, and that's on Percy. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so crazy to me, like how people, because there has been billions of times where there have been characters, like for instance, I read holes. Um <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Stanley, the okay. man who played by Shia LaBeouf, he was yes. supposed to be fat. That was the real- whole point in the book. He was a he's supposed to be fat. He's supposed to be a chubby little boy. It's rude cleared him I, I saw him earlier and that's why it's funny because i did not think he was gonna say something like that he really and i loved it yeah. but he was supposed to be fake and when i like and i that was like I guess I mean I wouldn't say that was my Percy Jackson, but the, that was like a, a book, mm-hmm. like a, a adaptation, that was a moment, yeah. That came out when I was like a kid. And I just was like, oh, like he not fat. He being played by Shia LaBeouf, okay. Like I just I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I wanted him to be fat, but I was just like, oh, he just being played by Shia LaBeouf. And then I saw the movie and I was like, cool, and it like, was great. It was a great movie. Um, moved on. This is so crazy what they're doing. Like it's con- it's a constant thing. And like as somebody who like. I hate being like, well, I'm a nerd. But, like, as somebody who, like, for instance, like, I'm supposed to be on a Comic-Con. Like, as somebody who's, like, into things where there's, like, fandoms and stuff like that, it is very mm-hmm. disheartening. And it makes me feel unsafe. Yeah. It makes me feel unsafe because, like, for instance, like, I want to... I mean, the person I'm on cosplaying is a black person. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, thank God. <laughs> thank God I want to. But it's like... I'm thinking about, like, going to conventions and, like, sometimes, you know, there's uh, there's press there and they'll take pictures. If, say I'm cosplaying as a character from... The, my favorite t- character in Tekken is Nina Williams. And somebody's taking a picture. Oh, just look at this girl cosplaying as Nina Williams. Next thing you know, I'm being called a fucking nigger. Like, because <laughs> Nina Williams is Russian. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, this kind of stuff is so <laughs> crazy. But I'm like, no and nobody say nothing when sweaty ass white people be trying to dress like harajuku and they look a fucking mess and that's japanese fashion and it's just like so crazy how again like i said at the top of the show everything is freaking anti-black like we cannot get a rest and that is a shame that they're doing is to this 12 year old child. child and like somebody baby. said and like somebody was saying um earlier that like yes she is strong but she should not have to be strong because Mm -hmm. she is 12 years old they literally mass reported her tiktok they mass reported her tiktok um because they were so mad and upset and i remember this exactly when it was i didn't know anything about the hunger games and like unfortunately that kind of had turned me off to the hunger games at first when people were acting like that the way they was treating Amandala. Like, that had turned me off to The Hunger Games. I saw it. It is a... It definitely is a great, you know, movie. But at first... That she did tur- such a good job. Uh, exactly. Um, But that had turned me off because I'm like, this is a fandom? Like, that's, like, scary to me. It is. But... And I always feel like, you know, this is um, this is the trade-off
0: for Black women when we get things. Like, you know, like we were just talking about that with the Supreme Court nominee, like K- K- Judge Kentaji Jackson. We were just talking about like, um, like, Every time like a, a Black woman is the first to do something, it's like all oh, this celebration of, like, yes, a first. But I always feel this fear in my heart of the backlash. And it's just like, way to always dampen our celebration, way to always dampen us being the first. And it's just like, it almost makes you not wanna do things sometimes because it's just like, no, like, I honestly feel like some, this is why I personally enjoy being in Black spaces and Black things because. I don't feel like it's ever worth it for me personally to do something in a white space and have to face that backlash Mm -hmm. because it's not fair. And I'm, I don't, I'm tired of black women having to take that on all for the sake of an opportunity. It's like, what type of opportunity should have to come at this cost? And shout out to, um, let me see her name one more time. This little girl that we're talking about. Um, Leah Jeffries, yeah, shout out to Jeffries. Leah Jeffries for embracing it like so many Black girls have, like Ruby Bridges has, like so many people have to to continue to break down uh, the mold because it takes a lot of strength that honestly I don't think I have, I don't think I have it, like yeah. I don't think I have that type of strength because I just don't I don't I don't value white people enough to deal with their shit. I'm gonna be honest, I don't value whiteness in that way. Mm-hmm. Whiteness to me and 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 it having I just like to be within my own community. Hence why this is called Black Girl (laughs) Brunch. Like I like being niche niche Easy. i don't gotta be target i like to be whole foods i don't like to be for everybody because i don't want to hear everybody i just like to do what i want to do but i still do understand the value and what like leah is doing and what other people are doing it even how that benefits me mm-hmm. i do get how it benefits all of us when people are brave but i'm tired of normalizing the fact that a child can get taunted and online for taking a a, a make believe fucking role that the author themselves cleared. If that author cleared it, why do you as a
1: pudgy loser at home <laughs> get to say that it's not okay? Why? Exactly. And they do this all the time like and like I said like they the, again they did it for Holly um last year, um Amanda and then also like even like casually um, the reason why I brought up the, uh, like, cosplay thing is because, like, literally, I have seen, like, literally beautiful black women, like, cosplaying as certain anime characters. And literally, they, some of them have to delete their posts because the mm. comments will be like, this person will look like, well, guess the fuck what? They're not a greasy, acne-faced white <gasps> girl with blue hair either. So who's yep. really, like, what? what is it? Like, you know, what? who's really, you know? who's right here? I know. I know who's wrong. <laughs> exactly. Because they don't look like y'all either because y'all always trying to dress up as pretty Japanese girls and y'all not, y'all don't give that. So it's like, it's a shame because like seeing that kind of stuff, it is like literally like there has been black cosplayers just have to stop because they felt like their safety was they at risk. fun. Or they can't have fun or they want to spend all day going back and forth with people like that's what some of these people like when they make a post like they know in their mind and in their heart i'ma spend all day going back and forth with people because Mm -hmm. this anime girl is a blonde and has blue eyes okay you this person wearing a blonde wig and blue contacts they still and they give them what it needs to be gave like and y'all are just mad like it is so it's so sick. Like it It's is, infuriating. It really
0: is. No, it really so is. Just sending a lot of love to Leah and a lot of hate to the haters, to be honest. Like, <laughs> so much it's pure hatred toward you all. Period. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. Um, so, <laughs> that's it for the second place. Let's get into common senses, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. I don't know why these notifications are coming. Uh, So... Let's talk about the soft life, shall we? Please. So you know, as we're getting older, and as like self care is becoming less of a a buzzword and more of just a genuine way of life, we are starting to embrace things such as the soft life. Uh, so, soft life essentially is a life of ease and normalizing that, especially, you know, as Black women, like we, you know, we just learned about Leah Jeffries and how at such a young age, Mm -hmm. our lives aren't easy, but that doesn't mean we can't, you know, take, take the bull by the horns and try to reclaim our time and reclaim what what our lives look like mm-hmm. in ways we can control. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about that a little bit more, like defining what a soft life means to us, because it'll mean something different to every person.
1: For me, a soft life means like genuinely, genuinely being like kinder to myself and um having a, a day, like I have a bad day and thinking to myself, it's okay. I could try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And also not letting um my downfalls define who I am. And also remembering the good parts of, like, who I was. Like, for instance, I will say, I would just um like, alright, say it. Like, I felt like I lost like, from the pandemic um and like, you know, losing my job and stuff like that, I felt like I lost my, like, go-getter like, hustle spirit. And also, even previously before that, like, when I graduated college, like, working so hard and, like, not, you know, landing a job as soon as I graduated and, like, not getting, like, certain opportunities when I, like, bust my ass, like, and I kind of, like, just, like, I guess, like, rolled into myself and just, like, you know, and it's, like, taking me years, like, I feel like I'm still trying to get over it, um, but I, like, especially, certain part of me like made me defi- that made that defined me like I felt like oh like you're not doing well like you are lazy like you're this and third blah blah but it's like if I if I had that like you know fighting spirit it's still in me it's still in me and I have to be kind and like like talk to myself and be like you know what's going on? Like, why do you feel like that's not there? Because obviously it's something like, you know, it's not me being lazy and stuff like that. Also I have to think like literally we just, we are not even coming out. We're still basically in a pandemic. So it's just like, you know, what affects one person does not affect me. So just like thinking critically and like logically and being like, this is like not putting a lot of fault on myself, yeah, Um. because I literally like, you know, taking accountability is good and be like, oh, I can work harder in this area, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like the way this is like literally taking in account how society is and being like, this is all of these things are not my fault. Like, it's not my fault that it's a financial crisis, even though literally like I literally feel like it is like, mm-hmm. why would that be my fault? So like being like just talking to myself. Um, like gently and how I would talk to my friends, like, you know, when you, cause like I learned that from you, like you would say, like, don't say stuff, whatever, if I wouldn't say it to you, don't say it to myself. And that's mm-hmm. true. So I feel like that's how I would define like me, like living a soft life, like literally slowing down and being like, okay, why isn't this working? Why do I feel this way? Like, you know, I have to just like slow down.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And I always forget that I say that to you like, hey, if you wouldn't say it to yourself, if you wouldn't say it to me, don't say it to yourself. Yeah. Because I have been finding myself having to remind, remind myself that a lot mm. these days of how critical I've been on myself. I wouldn't be half as critical on any other person I love, but I can get there with myself. I think we all can and just feel like for whatever reason, it's OK to be mean and really harsh to ourselves but I I just got to keep that in the forefront but I agree everything you said about slowing down but for me a soft life means feeling like I deserve to rest regardless of where I am financially mm-hmm. I think that people yes. assume that the only folks who get to rest are people who are rich mm-hmm. and resting is not an option it's not a hobby it's a necessity mm-hmm. to live a full life. That every human should have the right to rest. Every human should have the right to slow down and not feel like they don't really want it. Mm-hmm. Every human should have a right to put their feet up and chill and read a book yes, and walk around and have some of their value be placed on doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the, the relationship that we have with productivity is not productive no. at this point um, as humans. And it's just like every person I know is working so much harder than a lot of people. Like, I feel like the more you... Like, I'm blessed to be at a job right now where I do feel like people work really fucking hard. I feel like people are really smart. They work really hard. They put in long hours. And uh, that's new for me because I have been at some companies where people... Like, I really wish that I could just lend y'all my eyeballs so y'all could see (laughs) what I've seen uh, at work. Like, I really wish that y'all could see the people in director plus level positions doing absolutely fucking nothing. And I think once you see that, clearly... Like, not, oh, I think they're not doing nothing, but when you realize, oh, they got typos in their email, they're incompetent as fuck, they come to work and they do nothing, they're buddies, they got here simply out of longevity, they're a man, a white man, you know, and they're making well over six figures to do nothing, and then you think about the people in your life, you know, hustling, not getting sleep, always Mm -hmm. on it, never feel like they can stop. Hustle, 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 and you be and you just realize the inequities that people are just born into. Um, I also feel like I have been working with a lot of people who who are based in like uh, Dublin, um, and they always have so much time off. I found out that for them, maternity leave is one year. Um, for most places, a generous maternity leave Six in the United months. States is four months. Four months. A, a generous one. A generous one is four months. The standard one, like two three months, legally, it's like yeah, legally you can't come back to work. But like some people are generous, in like four or five months. I there will be nice. Six. That's Whereas crazy. Whereas in like Europe, I believe across Europe, like it's one year for women. And I've realized the difference in a lot of those coworkers and their mental health. And I just feel like not that things are perfect just other places. And I don't want to simply romanticize people because they live in another place. But I want to recognize that I see how rest plays a different role in their lives. And it's just something that's kind of built into their society. And I want that for our society. I want that to be built in. I feel like I've grown up believing that laying around is bad. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep past a certain time when I was a kid. My mom told me a lady never sleeps past 10. So she would have my ass up in about and like, you need to get up. So that kind of started my negative relationship with rest. So I think that for me, a soft life is doing nothing and, and, and feeling just as fulfilled as you will feel working on a project or being at a show. Like it's a, a soft life is simply about your value, not being related to work. It's about even in the playing field, no matter what class someone is in and making rest accessible to everyone always. And I was also reading that it's kind of a social movement. It's not just of uh, romanticizing your life and like, oh, yeah, like let's make a reel and with some flowers and say soft life. Like it's literally a movement to help change the way we all view work.
1: And it needs so yeah, to be done because it needs I'm, to be done right away. Yeah, like you said, you mind that. Yeah, because like I literally am just getting over there like sleeping late and like mm-hmm. being feeling like guilt like because of that but i'm like if i'm up all night and i can't sleep because i'm stressed out because i'm thinking about, <laughs> <laughs> about money about yes, so money what like. the hell or if i
0: work all week and then i get off and i do my podcast and then i go to the gym i'm tired like i'm tired all the time and i don't even want to talk about the people who are parents out here like what the hell i don't know what y'all be doing yeah like that's just crazy it's so much to do um but i just feel like it's especially important for black women to embrace this mm-hmm. like because of again what we just talked about what it means for us the trade off every time we do something the trade off every time we're visible the 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 way we have to go through society hearing direct comments about ourselves why do you think for as black women it's so important to live a soft life
1: exactly because i like i feel like As a Black woman and, like, as a, you know, Black person in general, like, you feel like you have to do everything extra hard because you don't want... Because people already, for some reason, there is a stereotype of us being lazy. So, it's like, you feel like you have to do things extra hard and I remember the first time I saw somebody on social media say like I don't dream of labor like I don't have a dream job or like or somebody admitting that they were lazy like it was very shocking to me it it made me mad it made made me mad too because I'm just like you don't like I'm like you're okay with it like it just was very shocking to me Mm -hmm. um and I'm like now I look at them like well they know themselves you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm There's yep. somebody that they know themselves and they're like, I'm not like, you know, this and a person. I'm not trying to be anything, but like, I'm just trying to chill. Like some people just want to chill. And I feel like people should be able to do that. Like everybody does not want to be this like superstar, or, you know, whatever. And even though I'm not saying that I want to be a superstar, I definitely want to be somebody who does like visible work. But um, even with that being said, we still deserve to, you know. Just like, for instance, and I'm so serious. I never, I hadn't, I stopped, I didn't, before the pandemic, I hadn't played video games in like, maybe like, like in my home, I want to say like over a decade Mm. because I always was like at work or I felt like playing video games was a waste of time. And I'm like, oh, it's not making me money. Why am I doing this? Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's fun, but I'm not doing this. Like literally, I didn't even know like that, that the people like had jobs like playing video games like right. making super i didn't know any of that like i didn't know how deep it was how big it was like honestly until like the, like i knew people did it but i didn't know how intense this stuff was because i was so obsessed with like go 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 hustle 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 if this doesn't have to do with like me getting to the top or whatever like that i, I ain't doing it exactly yet. and like It was a time, a point in time where people would like, you know, when I was on dating and stuff, people would ask me what was my hobbies and I would get stuck. And like the, yeah, me and I would always get stuck at it. We would literally consult with each other. Be like, what do we like to do? Like, I Mm. know that like, yeah, I would read comic books, like from here and there, but like, that was something that like, I didn't even do as much as, as I wanted to, because like when I would be off of work, I would be tired or like, I didn't want to like, I felt like, you know. If if I again if this isn't like reaching me like making me um you know succeed I don't want to do it whatever. When in reality as an artist you need to be inspired by certain things so you do need to indulge in like you know reading and like looking at comic books if you want to and looking at YouTube videos and you're playing a little game here listening to audiobook mm-hmm. like you need to indulge in these things and that makes you a better artist. But like I was so like literally no no cap as the kids say until i did not (laughs) realize until 2020 like literally two years ago i i felt like i didn't have any hobbies same i felt like i had no hobbies because i felt like if this is not making money if this is not going to strengthen like you know in my mind saying like oh this is not going to strengthen my career and stuff i don't really want to indulge in it like it's just frivolous behavior and like having you know me somebody who like I wouldn't say that I'm a workaholic but I'm somebody that is something I still struggle with that like work gives me a meaning like I feel like I'm doing something and like I was somebody that like even if it wasn't my dream job I would just let my job consume me and I like when that was gone I'm like I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do gyms was closed and I'm just like literally the only hobby I had was working out was working out in a podcast like that's it's what cooking. i would say i was just like oh working out podcast. like yes, yeah. yeah like even like going out with my friends to eat like i felt like i had no hobbies Um, and it's a shame that like, you know, again, like that's something that like capitalism is like, you know, sold from us and like, especially being a black person and black woman feeling like you have to, like, you like, I can't fuck around. I can't, I can't have fun. I can't do this and stuff like that because people already think that I'm lazy. People are going to think that like, you know, I'm this, I'm that and the third. So I have to like go 100, I have to give 150% or I'm just not doing the best. Yeah, and I'm just—I feel like
0: that—that that all relates to the fact that Black women are walking around with an invisible cape on. Yeah, whether we want to admit it or not, even the ones who are aware of the cape, like me, we can't take it off. We can't take it off. It is like beat into our heads from birth. And recently, my friend told me, he's like, "Hey, rest is resistance." You know, rest is resistance. And me being a rebel, always with a cause, <laughs> made me. that made me reframe rest as a Black woman. Resting and prioritizing yourself is the number one way you get to say, fuck the system. Like, fuck yeah. the weight, fuck the man, fuck the system. You know, it's like, I think we are programmed to feel like, oh, we got to rally all the time. We got to be out. We got to march. We got to be loud. Mm-hmm. But the best way to resist is to prioritize yourself and to say, No, I'm tapping out, and people will not get the benefit off of my, you know, exhaustion. People are not going to get the benefit from me, my unhappiness, and me being tired or my burnout. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Live that soft life because that's the life that people do not imagine for us as Black women. And the thing is, there's not going to be anyone to protect our mental health mm-hmm. besides maybe each other mm-hmm. um, for real, for real. And maybe a few like, you know, cool conspirators out here who are really, really, I can honestly say there are, I have seen more people in my life personally who are non black women who aren't women at all step up for me. In this past year, I don't know if it's because of all, all that has happened in, after George Floyd, where people maybe might be a little bit more conscious of what Black women, Black people, but specifically Black women, have to go through. I have had a lot of people say, I'm taking this load off of you. And let them, let them do that. Let people take a load off of you. Listen and let folks help you. Let them take, you know, the weight off. But Nobody is really going to be able to help you. So as a black woman, you have to embrace this. As a matter of fact, as a black woman, people want to tell you, this is what really blows me, is that people will tell you that everything you're saying as a black woman, you're just making up. Yep. It, it's just people, y'all are just so dramatic. What do you, and nobody treats y'all any different. So it's like, not only will people not help you, they won't even acknowledge your pain. So mm-hmm. then it's like, you know what? Just, just do you live that soft life and prioritize that rust. Rest is resistance. And I think the, the final thing is how are we going to prioritize soft lives? Cause like even with us saying it, we'll hang up and we'll do something else that will force ourselves into, you know, just being being high high strung again. So it's like, how will we intentionally be prioritizing uh this soft life?
1: Um, for me, again, I have to just continue having these talks with myself. Um, and also, like, since I know how I am, I need to, like, you know, just do little things, like, maybe not big things, but just do little things to make myself, like, feel a bit productive, but also in the same time, like, nurturing, like, and for me, that means, like, diving into what, like, I like writing. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that don't feel like a job, but it is essentially what I want to do. So I feel like maybe shift my focus on like what I want to do and what I know that I'm meant to do instead of like focusing zero in on like, you know, what I have to do to survive Mm -hmm. and not feeling like I failed because, you know, I, you know, this job that, you know, I really want because it's a survival job for me. hasn't called me back. Um, So I feel like diving more into that. And also, like I said, just having, continuing to have these conversations with myself, like just assessing the situations, like you are not a failure, like, you know, if things are not over for you, like just because you're 30, realizing how also surrounding myself with more people who, um, who basically I want to say like came into themselves, Um, at my, I've realized I need to be around and see more people my age, like, you know, coming into themselves and like trying to make it and stuff like that. That makes me feel, you know, a bit better. And I feel like that's something I need to be like more intentional about. Um, also, uh, like, like not to be dramatic, but like yelling, screaming when I need help, because that's something that I really, like, I, I struggle with and I feel like that's might be something that I continuously struggle with. Unfortunately, um, hopefully I will get over it, but yeah, just like just letting people know, like either like, be like, this is not a good day. I'm not having a good day or being like, you know, I need a little bit of help right now.
0: Yeah, no, I I love that. Um, when I was at the retreat, they mentioned a gratitude box and like something that we all should have. When you need help with something, put it in the box, like write it out, name it and put it in the box. And there's a certain place. It's like a feng shui thing. I'll share more about it with you. But y'all look it up. Gratitude box. Um, And for me, I think that we used to always tell our students as when I worked at the school to st- if you used to stepping up, step back. And if you used to stepping back, step up. And I'm used. I always step up. So I'm, I am. I want to step back. That's what I'm doing because I can't blame people about me stepping up all the time because nobody really asked me to do it. Yeah. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, who be telling me to be in control of everything? Nobody. And there's some accountability that I can take for feeling like I always got to say, I always got to have an idea. I always got to step up. I always got to be the leader to pick. And I'm resisting that heavy and just kind of naming it. So, the one thing I'm doing is stepping back and not feeling like, I'm letting anyone down because I'm allowed to step back. I'm (laughs) allowed to be invisible for a moment. Um, And next I'm prioritizing my rest. The whole, I've been yelling for all winter. We outside, (laughs) we going to be, we going to be at the happy hours. And I have had so much fun with my friends these last few months. It has been a marathon of birthdays between my family and my friends and vacations. And it has been great, but it, I'm an introvert and I'm burnt out. So I'm going to take the summer to, of course, hang out with my friends, but it's a. I need to get into me. Like, I need to rest. I, I need to take my long walks by myself. I need to listen to my music. I have creative projects I need to finish and I want to work on it, and I want to write and I want to... Paint and I want to sit in the pool and do nothing and and get lit by myself and walk and just really have fun doing the things I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy um, a lot of things that come with like my age, people associated. Like I used to love like things like day parties and after the pandemic, something's changed. I don't like it. I don't like being around people. Uh, For too many people, it just, I think it's created some type of social anxiety for me. It's overwhelming. So I got to honor that and prioritize my solitude and my rest. Mm -hmm. And so those are the ways that I'm going to be giving back to myself and living that soft life within the next few months. I've just kind of said that like, all right, I'm chilling, scaling back with the events and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to try my best. But, um, yes, y'all, thank you for listening to the, this episode of Black Girl Brunch. It was a long one. We're making up for last week. Um, Thank you all for your patience and always supporting us. Make sure you are living a soft life too. Hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com for any, you know, questions. You want to send us some listener letters. Even though we live in a soft life, we still want to hear y'all mess. You know how (laughs) they go. Um, Make sure you follow us on social media at Brunch. I'm sorry, on Instagram, Blur Girl Brunch, mm-hmm. on Twitter at BLK okay Girl Brunch, follow me on Instagram at Yanamate, follow me on
1: Twitter at It's Mate Sabria, you can follow me at It's Frank on Instagram and Frankith underscore on Twitter.
0: All right, guys, that's it, that's the show. Bye, peace.